I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From the Rangaroo Studios, this is the COB, brought to you by eToro. Invest in ASX shares with $0 commission. Good afternoon, this is the COB. All the stuff you need to know about the day in business markets. I'm Kyle Rodder with uh, with my, I guess you'd say lady in red perhaps, uh, oh, Daniela Kouye. This shirt has copped a lot of flack today. No, I am not personally responsible for the market selling <laughs> off, but I will wear the green shirt tomorrow just in case. Just in case, you never know. You know, uh, there's, uh, well, stranger suspicion, uh, superstitions <laughs> I've heard uh, from traders before, so it, it could just simply be the, the red shirt. But. Um, Let's get to the point. It is uh, a little bit, or was a bit of a soft day for the market. And it the was ASX 200, that's uh, wholly, wholly incorrect in terms of the way that uh, the market traded. But I think it is roughly a percent lower for the day. Yep, correct. It's almost, it's about 77 points down, um, closing at around 7,136. And uh, yeah, with the, with the exception of uh, information technology that decided to take the lead from the NASDAQ futures and went off to the races, my, my. and we might be chatting about this in our three points, I'm not sure. So if we are, yes. I'll be quiet. Yeah, but otherwise profit taking across the board. Absolutely. Tech, uh, really an outlier today, the only sector higher for the session. It does take us well to those uh, three themes. And well, we can work tech in there because it's uh, one of the themes of the day. I, I called it, spelled it wrong actually, chips rip, um, which doesn't have a W typically, um, not, not in the English language anyway. But uh, it was all set off by those uh, NVIDIA uh, results, which were well, rather remarkable, really. Yeah, like absolutely amazing. Much better than expected, but also the guidance is so much better. Guiding for 11 billion in revenue versus 7 billion. So it looks to me like whilst there is the whole AI hype, and we did speak to a US fund manager, Hatton Deer, but Gerber Kawasaki about these results, it does look like it is the real deal. But obviously, shorters have been well burnt, caught with their trousers down on this one, which is probably what is pushing the share price so much in the aftermarket. Absolutely. And at a 26% really, that's uh, pulling your pants down and then you get firmly smacked on the backside, I think. <laughs> that's really going to hurt. Um, but nevertheless, I mean, the engineering behind this is always, um, well, a little bit out of my reach. But yes. as I understand it, more or less, NVIDIA is one of the few shops in the world that are really producing these chips that can be used in AI and used, Correct. Uh, you know, the way that these, I guess, AI companies need them to work. Absolutely. They are the only ones. Right. So basically, they're um, graphic processing units mm. and it can be used um, for these big data centers when right. they want to attach software like ChatGPT. And the demand for data centers 
centres is not only huge, they call them hyperscalers, mm. but now they're embedding in all this AI technology as well. And I do not profess to be across this. I find chips, semiconductors, the whole sector quite hard. As I said, Australian investors, we've grown up on an appetite of, you know, financials and, and, and mining stocks. So yeah. technology sometimes is a bit of an, an, an anathema to us. But nevertheless, it does look like to be the real deal. It's under-owned. That's one of the problems. It's not like an Apple or a Microsoft, uh, but uh, it is expensive. But people are talking about this being a sector that is going to well surpass the likes of mobile phones and the iPhone. That is the enormity of it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, again, all you have to do is look at a uh, chart of aftermarket price action for NVIDIA and you start to get a little bit of the point, but um, last but not least, I will skip over the debt ceiling because why we've not got, dancing on the ceiling? Get it? We're still dancing dealing on the with, ceiling. Dealing, dealing with, with the debt. Dealing with the debt ceiling. <laughs> d- dancing with the devil, perhaps. I don't know. Uh, have you got any anything fresh on that one? Because it just seems to be just need to get the job done. Exactly. No, I, I, you know, some people are concerned about post the debt ceiling mm-hmm. um, with the liquidity withdrawal as they have to fill up the government coffers. But no, I mean, it really is a case of we're just going to have to wait and see, I think, and ride out any volatility. Yeah, well, I did have a good a couple of good conversations about that. Phil O'Donoghue um, today on The Big Picture, and I'm just trying to actually uh, get the guest that I did have on earlier today. Louise uh, Sheena, or Shine, I might be pronouncing that wrong, but she was from uh, the Brookings Institution. Oh, she was great. Yeah, she was great. Um, Harvard educated, worked at the US Federal Mm. Reserve, now at a think tank in in Washington. So also very good. It's on your platform if you are interested in some of that wonky stuff. Uh, Last but not least, just because it was... Well, a lot of those cyclical areas of the market that mm. seem to weigh on things. And we did have mm. the Fed, not some new news, so to speak, necessarily, no. but it's explicitly saying they expect a recession by the end of this year. Mm. One has to think that that's affecting uh, asset prices at the moment. Yeah, totally. Um, we had a great chat with Roger Montgomery just talking about discretionary retailers here in Australia and just reminding investors that it's not only an earnings compression, but it's a valuation compression once people start to discount a recession mm-hmm. and the consumer shutting the wallet. And we're seeing a similar trend in the US, bad results from Foot Locker. Some other companies dodging it a little bit, um, like Coles, which is uh, in the makeup market. But yeah, I think at the end of the day, unless you have a great secular theme and you can ride this out, it very much looks like the markets are finally starting to discount slower economic growth. Yeah, just put AI on it for a little while for the next 12 months to try and keep your uh, multiple uh, where it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's as, probably as good as you can uh, good, good as you can get. Um, but let's get across some of the sectors as yep. well because we just spoke about the miners. I wanted to highlight that again because uh, well, look at that. It's uh, the wrong chart. Again, I don't know how that keeps happening. Pushing on. Uh, let's go and have a look instead. Well, I can tell you that, so the material yeah, okay. sector was off about 1.7% and it's off about 4.6% for the last five days, which tallies at about 4.5% for the last month. And uh, let's just check in with consumer discretionary. So off about 5% for the month and t- took another one spot, one 5% tumble today. And financials, which really, once you lump in financials with the materials, that's 50% of the the ASX 200 index, and that was off about 1.9%. Mm. And Commonwealth Bank trading 2% down, 
down to that 97 spot 87, which actually isn't too bad mm. considering. But nevertheless, uh, a lot of these major indices are all running at about off 4% for the uh, last month. Yeah, and uh, well, uh, let's get to the corporate news of, of the day specifically. There wasn't that much. We have spoken about NVIDIA, which was naturally a US story that happened after hours on Wall Street. But um, a few things here, mostly res- related to, I guess, food. Uh, yep. In particular, uh, Costa Group had an AGM uh, provided, I guess, a would beat. you phrase it? Up, up big guidance, right? The numbers Absolutely. that they spoke about weren't I think fantastic. the Moroccan blueberries are going really well. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're doing very, go. very well. Yep. All right, Moroccan yep. blueberries. Yeah. Long Costa Group. Because that, blue, yeah, blue. they have had um, lots of problems over there. I right. think that was an upgrade um, that helped lift that stock. And mm-hmm. the other one, even though it's not there, is Treasury Wine. They and had yes, a. Yeah. AGM update as well and really saying that higher interest rates are impacting on discretionary income when it comes to that middle middle sector of the wine market, not the premium one. So Treasury wines being sold off today um, by about almost 8%. Yeah, and uh, I want to ask about that kind of ag theme as well because, um, you know, we've spoken hearing about my crap all the time, you know. Vegan dudes, so I'm like, oh, I'll buy buy some vegetables in my portfolio. <laughs> um, but I mean, what, what, do you do you sort of play into that big action? Because food food security, if you're looking for you know, yeah. say, big long term trends, there's other ways to play it. This is this is yeah. a hard way, I think, because you're yeah. right at the cold face right. of extreme weather events, and okay. I think that really makes it hard. I know a lot of U.S. investors like to play it through deer. Okay, so deer. deer, deer, they produce those big, you know, like tractors. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So okay. very much them trying to move into new age farming right. uh, using AI. There you and, go again, I and, told you. And, or, you know, automated, um, you know, autonomous vehicles and all of that. So it could be a case that the picks and the shovels mm. for agri-sector might be better than just the agri-route. But, you know, they're cyclical and, you know, every cyclical stock has its day. Yeah, without a doubt. And, I mean, uh, Costa has been sold down pretty significantly well for a long time, yeah, to be fair. But yeah. uh, especially over the last few months, I guess, you know, maybe investors just pricing in the less favourable farming conditions going forward too. But um, stock of the day, it was Live360. Mm. And, well, we had the, the – I call them the odd couple – before um, they, they went on. And I think it's a pretty apt uh, little description, but they're a wonderful combination. Grady Wolf and Howard Coleman gave their views on Life360. Definitely a, a reasonably positive update. So right. looking at that, um, I mean, a bit encouraged. But I think there are two things you've got to take into account. <laughs> Number one, it's a quarter. Maintain a buy rating, Koshi, right. and price target actually increased to nine dollars. Now, Belfort is nine dollars. Yes, eh? nine dollars. So six forty, six twenty. Yeah. So over twelve months, we see it going to nine dollars. Just because they are verging on profitability, they've said by quarter two they will be profitable, and they see it sustained profitability after that quarter. So they've been working hard, Howard, at getting this improvement cycle. They've got average paying circles up to 121 US dollars per month. Annualized monthly recurring revenue is $239.5 million. So again, tech stocks, tech sector, you want to see annual recur- monthly recurring revenue up, which is exactly as what they've done. As long as it's done. profitable. It's getting... Uh, 
Okay, so there was your view on Life360. And um, I mean, I suppose you probably don't need it for your son. He's, he's an adult now, but uh, I, I think there's a few I folks there. I think he'd, he'd, he'd yeah, would be very unhappy if I tracked him. And, <laughs> he'd be quite and uncomfortable, the, yeah. And the cat's not allowed out of a certain confined area around our house. So yeah, yeah no tracking in, in, in our household, definitely you, not. No, I, and neither with me either, I live by myself. So I'd really just be looking at my phone as I'd be following myself around. But um, no, there's a few people obviously uh, out in the- uh, out in this, um, I think lots of people love it. Yeah, absolutely yeah. love it. They want to- It's a very intuitive idea, right? Yeah, and I think parents, we live in an age where everyone's mm. so nervous about letting your kids go out, mm. you know, all those tiger parents. And um, well, basically they get really worried. So mm. yeah, I mean, it, it is a growth area, yeah. um, but you know, I'm not sure my cat would like a tile attached to its neck. No. They're quite cats, chunky monkey things and cats don't really like that stuff, but cat, maybe. Cats are, are pretty, yeah, <laughs> cranky at the best of times. Exactly. <laughs> okay, well, uh, that's uh, the stock of the day there. Again, you can watch the full episode of The Call uh, with David Koch plus uh, the odd couple uh, on, uh, on your platform and websites, of course. Um, let's talk about what's more or less um, coming up in the next few days. Apart from because the debt ceiling. Apart from the debt ceiling, <laughs> if we can try and break away from that for two seconds. We've got the PCE coming out we on do. Friday. We so do. That, that will be, well, whether it's a market moving event yeah. remains to be seen, but it clearly is important after that UK inflation number, which was um, the, the underlying rate, wasn't that a lot stickier? Well, higher 6. than 6.8%, yeah. not only higher than expected, yeah but also higher than the month prior. So we're yeah. from 6.2% to 6.8%. And mm. the headline inflation number was also uh, a little bit higher than expected as well. But, you know, you do have to wonder, again, I'm sort of combining those two ideas of the Fed talking about a recession occurring at the end of the year, more than likely in the United States. What happens in a recession environment, uh, say in, in, in the US or anywhere else in the world, where the, the headline inflation rate still might have a four in front of it or something something that elevated. Now, it, obviously, um, if it, this is sort of a demand uh, pull uh, in inflation that we're looking at. In principle, inflation should come down in response to that, but that's not necessarily guaranteed. It could be quite stagflationary, really. Don't go there. Don't go there. <laughs> don't go there. We don't want to go there. No, I mean, look, there, the, uh, we spoke with John Abernathy who, oh, yes. um, from Climb, who was really interesting. Yeah, that was his debut too, wasn't it? Yeah, it was his it's, debut. It was a good, and good, good uh, Yeah, and he's, he's got a lot of decades under the belt, which yeah. he was happy to um, admit to. <laughs> and, you know, he made some really good points about, you know, some structural problems mm -hmm. of um, rising energy costs in Australia. We've got our electricity bills going up. He felt the budget was probably not as good in terms of you actually could have given um, lower income earners a tax uh, cut rather than them all going off to the unions and asking for wage rises, which starts to embed wage rises. So the central banks are going to be looking really carefully for higher inflationary expectations. Super important because if we all think things are going to go up, we pull forward our purchasing mm -hmm. to the here and the now. And reverse, if we think there's a sale on the way, we will, you know, not buy Prefer things, it, which yeah. becomes disinflationary, deflationary. Um, and uh, obviously, this revenge travel is still going berserk yeah. and services. But we, we are seeing the consumer is being hit in Australia. Mm -hmm. And I think the RBA 
um, as much as nobody wants to see people suffer, they will be saying, well, that's kind of good. Inflation, you know, interest rates are working. But whether or not it's enough now to tick off some of the other boxes, and I'm sure that's what they're going to be looking for in the US as well. Yeah. And a lot of the component in the US, I believe, is um, is housing yeah. that's really boosting US inflation. Yeah. Um, but there are commentators out there talking that there is disinflation and deflation. That's something I'm writing about tomorrow, assuming nothing happens with the debt ceiling or there is another technology stock that goes up 25% in the aftermarket. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's almost like a real-time experiment in actually what is inflation and how inflation works. Because obviously, for in the economics community, is such a well, contentious point at the bed of best of times, not least how you deal with those issues. But I mean, again, it's just that kind of overarching concern, I think, that we could enter a sort of a slower growth period with prices still high. That would be very painful. It's for a lot not of households. Good. And, and you know, for profit, profit margins, for example, yeah. dreadful, dreadful. Yeah. Costs yeah. going up, uh, no demand in the economy. Um, that's, 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 yeah, erosion. But let's not end on a bearish note because one of my other guests actually thinks the US will go into recession and rates traditionally drop 400 and to 450 basis points Ooh. in a recession. So we're going back and to 1%, baby. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and suddenly, exactly. And, you know, that it, it really could, could show why you are seeing mm. longer dated assets like technology stocks yeah actually, apart from the earnings, continuing to do quite well. So let's not be too bearish. We don't yeah. want to go down the stagflationary route. I think comments like stagflation need to be kept in the yeah. you know, Pandora's box. We don't want to open that one. Yeah. And, and it would only really be, I suppose, in a stagflation light anyway, wouldn't it? Because I guess inflation would be going up <laughs> there you go. with I unemployment told you. Stop anyway. Stop staying stagflation. Stop, stop staying. It's like, yes, yeah, summoning it uh, out, of, exactly. out of the, uh, the depths of hell, if we say it enough. Okay, we, we've spoken enough about that. Let's get to the leaders in that, guys. Okay, let's get to the leaders now of the day. And well, we did flag a lot of tech strength and well, Megaport really behind yeah. that. We, we couldn't really find a good no, reason for that though, could we? No, no, couldn't find a reason for that. I, I firmly believe NextDC is running off the back of um, the mm. NVIDIA result because data centers is the driving force for NVIDIA and probably Altium catching um, some love there as well with you know, their business, their board circuitry, etc. Costa upgrading, as we heard about mm. the outlook for Moroccan uh, berries. Moroccan, what was Moroccan berries? Blueberries. Yep. Yep. Moroccan yep. blueberries. And, yep. uh, but I couldn't find anything on Megaport or Polynovo. It's up 7% in the Encosta group, dearie me. Well, there you go. Well, again, it was sort of beaten up. Uh, just before we move on to the laggards, just with those tech stocks, we were talking at, uh, at uh, the desk just before, but it does look, I mean, it, it looks like it's going to close up 2% for the day. That seems very melt-uppy. Uh, do you sort of... Uh, perhaps a, a portion of your portfolio. Oh, on Infotech? Um, yeah, on, on those IT stocks. They've just run up. You just go, I'll take, take a little bit off the table. Yeah. As we Obviously, were, horses for courses. Yeah, as we were discussing earlier, I think it really depends on your position. Um, mm. If you are, so how you run your portfolio. So if it is now a huge percentage of your portfolio, Mm. then it's always wise to trim. Mm. Uh, Selling out of some of these great stocks, I've learnt to my own chagrin that is a really bad idea, like selling Nvidia, selling Technology One, because sometimes you are then left chasing them or really waiting for a a pullback. And uh, so trimming, 
if they've become too big in your portfolio, always sensible. Yeah, okay. And uh, again, consult your uh, financial advisor for, for um, you know, the particulars on your, your own financial situation. But um, again, big run up in tech. So um, just a, an interesting point to make there. But let's uh, look at the laggards now, which I would imagine is very, very much... Well, we've spoken about treasury wines. That was just... Um, uh, a very clear negative story and a, and a corporate story as well. But interestingly enough, um, a lot of the gold players today were weaker despite, again, this sort of overhang of the US debt ceiling. So, yeah. I mean... I think it's probably in relation to the bond markets more than anything else. What happened yields that last night, was it? Yeah. Oh, yield, of course, after the UK data. Yeah, yeah, yields have been tipping up quite aggressively. And uh, I think that's probably more weighing, weighing on the gold price because you're seeing strength quite... A strong US dollar as well, yeah. which you know does does tend to weigh on gold. Um, yeah. Sierra Resources also um, having troubles. It's extended its decline by another six point three percent. That was right. a stock at a, about a dollar thirty, dollar forty when it gave its production update, probably six or seven weeks ago. It's just Ooh. the only reason why I know that is just it's perennially on there. Um, so uh, yeah, um, just some breaking news that you've you've seen as well there, Danny. Yeah, so it looks as though the German economy has entered a recession as first quarter GDP data is uh, revised lower. Now, let me just check with another source because that was the sum total of the headline. So I'm trying to see if I can grab any more details for you. No, it's probably just a headline at that at this stage. But that's quite interesting because Germany has been one of the top performing markets uh, across the world. Well, yeah, the DAX hit a record high only a few yeah, days ago. Yeah, yeah. So looks like they revised down their GDP and the big R word coming. But I'll tell you what, everyone's been so, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are mm. we there yet? And we could suddenly find, yes, we are there. Mm. And of course, that then I think changes, well, not that what I think matters, but it does <laughs> change the dynamics of investing if we are finally moving into these recessionary environments. Indeed. Okay. So some negative news there out of Germany. And of course, uh, there are your laggards for the day as well. Uh, small cap leaders and laggards, here we go, drum roll, please. Uh, Meteoric Resources living up that, that to its exactly. name of 11.5%. Uh, oh, Appen, again. Uh, once up 7%. Up 7%. Uh, you know, well, a, they did raise that money, didn't they? So they're, they're going to you know live, an, live another day, not die another day. Yeah, well, the company investors, well, remains to be seen perhaps, <laughs> equity holders. Um, but uh, that's uh, the, your small cap leaders and the laggards uh, that you can see in your screen 29 too. metals again, wow. Wow. Yeah, it's down twenty two percent. Yeah, I guess a, just a high beta play on the uh, old commodity uh, complex, perhaps. Uh, nevertheless, uh, yeah, bad day for for twenty nine metals limited. Pushing on, and well, let's uh, just quickly get through what's on tonight and what's happening in the next twenty four hours. Uh, US Q one GDP. That's a preliminary print. Yep. So we already have a, a pretty good sense of where that should be because the advanced print, which is the first that comes out every quarter, uh, was at 1.1% and uh, it's expected to come in line with that again. But uh, unemployment claims, also interesting because we're talking about yep. potential softness in the US labor market, yep. expected to tick higher very slightly. But uh, it's always a bit of a, you know, lick your finger, stick your, stick your finger in the air sort of thing to try and get mm-hmm. a gauge on that uh, figure week to week. Um, Oh, and there we go too. Um, more, more Fed presidents, Barkin and Collins to speak. So yet again, we'll get more views on where rates are going just to confuse everybody. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's <laughs> the thing. Though. I think they set themselves up for those speaking gigs once they finish at the Fed. You know? Exactly. Yeah, 800 grand for an hour of speaking. Wouldn't that be nice? Um, 
All right. Um, well, maybe they need some deflation there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, all right, and uh, this is tomorrow. Uh, Fish from Paykel, uh, Invocare AGM. Uh, Adam has an investor day. They, yep. Uh, and then there's CSRX Div as well. We always want to make sure we keep across those. And uh, well, we've already spoken about the PCE. Absolutely. Index. Well, that's it. That is it. And uh, we'll come in green tomorrow um, just to, to make sure you... Sparkle everything up. Exactly. <laughs> it must be the algorithms or something like that. They're must be. Must be. Tracking Ausbiz going, someone's in red. Warning, warning. <laughs> exactly. Sentiment's bad. All right. Well, uh, we did have a cracking day uh, in terms of the guests that we had in. So you can Great catch up guests. on all the interviews on our website and app. Otherwise, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow morning. Have a great night. Bye. The COB is brought to you by eToro. Invest in ASX shares with $0 commission. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.